Good day, dear friend. This is the Friday morning version of this thing of ours, January the 12th, 2024. And here we are with 298 days countdown to the election 2024. And as I've been saying to you, dear friends, I think there is so much to be happy about, at least a kind of a a redirection. It's we're we're seeing if anybody from Florida knows this, there's a sometimes when you see when you would be tracking a hurricane, hurricanes are like a top, you know, it's like a top on a desk, you know, and they they kind of go over here and over here. And so you're trying to plan the trajectory of the of the uh, piece. And what's interesting about this is that whenever it, it kind of changes, you think, oh, that's a good, that's good. It doesn't mean you're out of the woods. It just means it's a good story. It's a good, it's a good thing. So that's what I'm telling you. There's so much indication of things that are good with some bad. The hardest part, as you know, is trying to express to people and explain, this is what you should be worried about. Try to explain Ansarallah movements and Houthis to regular people in Yemen. They have no, they, they look at you and that's the problem. What is happening there? is so different than anything we have ever seen. We're going to be discussing this. Also, we're going to be talking about the, the plight and the future of journalism, which I think it does exist. Also, what would be the best take? What is Israel doing wrong? Israel is showing uh, this, this arrogance uh, regarding its case. This is serious stuff before the ICJ. Unless they figure the case is blown and they might want to just go for broke. That's not the way to handle this. The good news is, thank God, Dershowitz is nowhere near because he would basically piss off the entire world because he has that tendency. And as I told you, he's a very skilled person, but I think that trajectory is over. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking a little bit about kind of a, a, a little after the fact, just a brief kind of an encomium, a, 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 a eulogium for our good friend, well, not good friend John Pilger. And also many, many other aspects of this. So for the time being, let me remind you that you're listening to this thing of ours. Today's subject, Biden is going to destroy the world at the direction of the shadow government, neocons and globalist ghouls. But first, dear friends, let me explain to you right now. It is most critical for you to listen to these wonderfully important and critical words regarding gold, metals, investments, especially during these tumultuous times by going to our good friends at LionelNationGold.com. The markets are in turmoil. The whole world is in turmoil. Oil, tech, retail, property, you name it. Nobody knows where this all ends. So what can you do? Well, you might have heard of precious metals, but not thought much more about it. How do you buy them? Where would you even keep gold if you had it? But precious metals come into their own in times like these. As geopolitical tensions rise and economic turmoil looms, gold is always a beacon of stability. Investing in some resilience with the Noble Gold Investments IRA services, looking after your money makes sense. The team at Noble Gold Investments will run through your options with you and see if you qualify to start a gold IRA or 401k rollover. Protect your portfolio with a Noble Gold Investments IRA and claim a free silver virtue coin for starting. Call 877-646-5347 today. Tell them Lionel sent you. That's 877-646-5347. And fortify your financial future against the winds of change. Or visit LionelNationGold.com right now. What was that again? That's LionelNationGold.com. The only gold company I trust. And remember, there's always a risk of investment. And there's no guarantee of any kind. That's right. Life's like that. No guarantees. One more thing before we delve deeper into this. I want to remind all our dear friends that on February the 3rd, that's right, dear friends, on February the 3rd, I love that word, February, Wednesday, I'm going to be returning to the 
New York's fabled and storied uh, cutting room, February the 3rd. Doors open at 6. I take the stage at 7. And it is absolutely rambunctious. You will not believe the level of excitement. The ver- you will horripilate openly. You will go through rubescence upon seeing this. And I don't exaggerate in the least. Well, not much. So that's February the 3rd. Now, if you ask the question, well, how do I, where do I go for this? And well, it's on the website, linomedia.com. You can also go to my, oops. Oh, there's Mrs. L. Bless her heart. I am. I have, there we go. There we go. Get back to my uh, stuff here. So much. I'm one little, I'm, I'm my own producer, but that's the link right there. And there it is. Just go to it. It's at the cutting room, or you can go to my pinned piece at um, Twitter, February 3rd. Please be there. All right, dear friends, let me explain to you what I'm doing, what I try to do every day, and what I think I'm doing, what I hope I'm doing. This is my world, and welcome to it. Imagine every day I walk in, I have a laboratory, and I have a, tables where I have a hundred microscopes, all focusing on various things, various issues, where you really get down, really get down to brass tacks. That's part of it. But there's a hundred of them. So it's a question of well, which, which one is the most important. Is there a triage part of it? Perhaps. But that's the first part. And you look at things very, very closely, microscopically. Then you back up, and back off and back away. And then you have telescopes to see things far away. You have to step back sometimes and look at an issue. Then you sometimes you get close. It's like a, it's like a mosaic. That's the way you do it. Go in, go back. Okay. Then, interestingly enough, then you have mirrors, mirrors all the way because you want to basically turn the mirror on the public and say, "Look, this is forget microscopes and telescopes. This is you. I want you to see this." Then we have barometers and we have thermostats. You turn up, you turn up temperatures, you turn them down. So you manipulate, focus. That's what we do every single day. Zooming in. And also, we don't care what other people look at. We don't care what they think is interesting. We don't care about that at all. SG is shadow government. Shadow government, by the way, is the... You may call it the deep state, police state, intel state, shadow government, ruling class. You know, the people who run it, the Illuminati, as Cat Williams may call it, the installment. By the way, have you been watching this incredibly wonderful piece between Jason Whitlock? I was so monumentally unimpressed with him when he was on the Tucker Carlson show because I always thought, ah, he's a typical one of these, you know, black guy, conservative sellouts and blah, 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 blah. But his battle against Stephen A. Smith, who is a Cretan, a moron, a Boeotian of the First Order, is absolutely epic, as people would say. Epic. It's wonderful. It's glorious. Okay? Glorious. Now, a couple of things here. Number one. Now, when you say this, when you say this to people, people will go nuts because it deals with Israel. And I think we have to realize, we have to say, first of all, we hereby reject any form, any notion that we are anti-Semitic. I don't know about you, but where we start off with the premise, we don't like Jews, we don't like... And by the way, Israel, I don't believe that is... I don't think there's anti-Semitic. I think anti-Semitic deals with Jews with with the notion of the Jewish faith, with Jewish people, with Jewish it has it's it's not about Israel because you can you might uh, have a problem with Jews in the UK or something else. It's about the Jewish faith. It's about that's it. That's what that's what we're talking about. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Okay? Okay. Now, moving right along. There is an arrogance an absolute arrogance. I was listening to the prosecutor. Oh, I I couldn't live without my iPad. I was looking at this 
incredible this 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 notion let me get his name uh uh his name is What is his name? Uh, da, da, da. I, I can't remember. I can't get his name. Anyway, that this is preposterous. This is ridiculous. What are you talking about? There are also, very interesting enough, there are different areas where the... This, the I, I've been just... Again, this is my independent study. I'm an autodidact. Jumping into this. The international claims. There are four different types of crimes. Are you aware of this? That the International Court of Justice, or International Criminal Court, rather, does. First of all, is genocide. Genocide. Genocide is characterized by the specific intent. Ah. But the specific intent to destroy in whole or in part a national, ethnic, racial, or religious group by killing its members or by other means, causing serious bodily or mental harm to members of the group, deliberately inflicting on the group conditions of life calculated to bring about its physical destruction in whole or part, imposing measures intended to prevent births within the group or forcibly transferring children of the group to another group. You understand this? This is fabulous. This is interesting. That's the definition. It's not what people think. Next, by the way, it deals with crimes against humanity. I love the way they break this. War is not necessarily a crime against humanity. This is where serious violations committed as part of a large-scale attack against any civilian population. The 15 forms of crimes against humanity listed in the Rome Statute include offenses such as murder, rape, imprisonment, Enforced disappearances, enslavement, particularly of women and children, sexual slavery, torture, apartheid, and deportation. My God, that's the world. That's going on. This court should be going on 24 hours a day. Third, war crimes. War War crimes, which are grave breaches of the Geneva Conventions in the context of armed conflict and include, for example, the use of child soldiers, the killing or torture of persons such as civilians or persons of war, intentionally directing attacks against hospitals, historic monuments, Iraq, remember the uh, uh, antiquities, or buildings desi- dedicated to religion. If I destroy your historic references, I destroy, dis- uh, destroy your reference as a culture. And then finally, the fourth being crimes of aggression. It is the use of the armed force by a state against the sovereignty, integrity, or independence of another state. I'm surprised they didn't use this against Trump regarding this. So anyway, this is this is the notion of what we're talking about. This 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 describes virtually everything. So how would you do this? How would you go about? What should Israel do? What is their point? Very simply, you have someone that immediately you don't hate. This is a PR political move. This is not about, get people who are not obnoxious. Get somebody that looks like your granddad. Get somebody who says, these are very serious charges. And we uh, look forward, as does the world, to address each of the claims, um, uh, item by item, item ad syrianum. And we look forward to that. We take this very seriously, and tribunals like this are important and could always, always, you always love this, because we're going to be, because the U.S. is always telling Russia did this, Russia did that, so we love these tribunals, see, we're supposed to love them, and if it's, if it's Israel, they say it too, these tribunals like this are critical in order to enforce uh, crimes, blah, 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 and move on, get out, but don't don't immediately scoff at it. It's like, how dare you? You don't understand what's going on. And just basically say that under the rules, these don't apply. By the way, this is a reasonable stat, reasonable, um, reading this, it's reasonable uh, doubt. 
And it's a three judge, uh, three trial judges. Uh, the prosecution must be before three trial judges. So we'll see what happens. Okay. So that's what that is. But you invite it. You want it. You recognize it. It's important. It's critical. And you respect not only the institution, but the fine uh, prosecutors and barristers putting on their case. And that's it. You don't leave pissing people off. You don't do what Trump does, where he goes after the, I don't know why he's doing that, why he's yelling at the judge. And I don't understand. I don't understand any of that. Any of that. If I represent you, you want me to go in there and say, well, thank you very much. We're going to show you that your charges against my client are, in this particular case, um, they, they 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 don't really apply to the statutes that were charged. I don't say he didn't do anything. No, no, no. You did something. What you charge is a different story. These people say, I don't know what you I cannot tell you how many times I've represented somebody who was charged who did who did some pretty crappy things, but they were charged with the wrong stuff. This wasn't grand theft, it was petty theft. This wasn't aggravated battery, it was battery. This wasn't battery, it was assault. It wasn't assault, it was, it was you got it all wrong. That's that's not what happened. And I can certainly understand what happened. I can, blah, 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 blah. Okay. I wanted to explain also how, oh, you know who John Pilger is? Everybody know who, who John Pilger is? John Pilger was uh, a one of these great journalists from a time. And what he did with Vietnam was just superb. But he came from a time when you, you took a video or whatever it is. You had to send it. You had to actually go, to, in the old days, to a... Um, to a... Uh, an airfield, take the film, put it in a pouch, fly it to the Philippines, have it developed, uplink it to CBS. I mean, it was it was a, it was the most incredible thing in the world. And then maybe maybe you would have it printed or uh, uh, developed. Maybe it would make maybe 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 maybe. And he was very very good. But today you've got some incredibly important people, like I told you. Uh, Max Blumenthal, Aaron Mate, uh, Amy Goodman, uh, going to, there's one in, I'm not going to mention her name. I know she's doing a good job, but she has this Tulsi Gabber technique where you don't, don't make it sound. You know what I like about Max uh, Blumenthal? He lets the facts of the case, Amy Goodman, they let the facts of the case kill you. He speaks very clinically. He's not one for a lot of extraneous emotion. He'll talk about the number of children who were killed, hospitals that were destroyed, uh, women who were breastfeeding and children who were unable to to breastfeed by virtue of protein. And he, it, 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 it almost makes it worse because, but there's another one who said, and children are unable to, stop, stop, ah, cut. You don't need to do that. The facts of the case, I don't need you to signal the emotion I should feel. Tell me clinically. Tulsi Gabbard is it. And we are a society of laws. Oh, stop it. With this Yvonne DiCarlo. Don't do this. Just tell me. Amy, just let the There were two women I saw yesterday. I think one was South African. One might have been Indian. I don't know. Absolutely brilliant I would be honored to have them at council table brilliant this is the way some of the best lawyering I've ever seen none of this stuff here have you been injured do you want to be injured have you ever thought about being injured ever dream about being injured call me call me we'll fight for you call me pelvic mesh whiplash that's fine and there's nothing wrong with that and 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 people deserve that but but it's 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 but these, these, some of these people, they want to do what, put it this way. They, they, they don't want to report the fact. They want to report on how it's affecting them. And these children, 
these innocent Palestinians who've had to endure. I'm not going to mention her name, but it's like, enough. Stop it. From a, from a stylistic point of view, you don't have to sell it. The facts speak for themselves. This is horrid. You don't have to. Okay. All right. I made it very clear. I think I made it clear. I hope I made it clear. Okay, fine. I think I made it clear. Now, the question is, Yemen, do you, do you enjoy the facts of the case? Do you have any idea of what is happening and what, when Biden, by virtue of someone, is telling him to to bomb the Houthis? Do you know who um, Ansar Allah is? The whole notion of what what the Houthis, who are these people, and what? No. No. Now, is that bad? No. No. You don't. There's no way you can. Well, how would you know that? Where would you go? Where would you go? Where would you... Is it critical? Does it get your attention? Does it? It better. It's real serious. Real serious. This changed everything. This changes... Every I can't say this enough. It changes everything. The first thing you have to recognize, and I think you know this, go to the maps. Where is this? What is it? Where is it? Where? Wh- why is this even remotely pivotal or critical? What are we even talking about? Who are these people? What's the story? When Saudi Arabia tells... Um, Blinking and others. Oh, no, no, no. These people are hardcore. Anybody idea of who they are? Anybody? Anybody? No. Let me give you a, let me give you one of my favorite people. His name is Pepe Escobar. And the best is the cradle.co. And there's an article. It's called How Yemen Changed Everything. And what's interesting is he shows this very, very important little point he shows about where this little you got to look at the, uh, the 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 map of this thing but it shows you how specifically if if you if you block this one little tiny choke point that Yemen controls you block off the Red Sea and you can't use the Suez Canal and it just I mean everything and they're targeting they're specifically targeting, targeting, targeting um, uh, ships and the like that are heading to, or from, or a part of Israel. Russians, come on in. Chinese, come on in. No problem. Americans, different story. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? Uh, there's this. Um, I love this. Um, Let me read this. This is what uh, this is Pepe Escobar. Only the hegemon is disturbed by this challenge to its rules-based order. Rules-based order. Make a note of that. Research this. Rules-based order. Rules-based order. Do you see what I'm saying? Rules-based order. You hear that? What does that even mean? What what is that? What does that even mean? Look it up. What is the global south? Look it up. You hear this. When you talk and you read of people, dare I say, from a kind of an international point of view, there are terms that they use repeatedly. Rules-based order, global south. Okay? Let me go, let me go back to what this is. Let me see. Where in the hell was I? It was so good. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, only the hegemon is disturbed uh, by uh, this challenge to its rules-based order. It is outraged that Western vessels delivering energy or goods to law-breaking Israel can be impeded. 
this is Pepe. And that the supply chain has been uh, severed and plunged into deep crisis. The pinpointed target is the Israeli economy, which is already bleeding heavily. A single Yemeni move proves to be more efficient than a torrent of imperial sanctions. It is the tantalizing possibility of this single move turning into a paradigm shift with no return that is adding to the hegemon's apoplexy especially because imperial humiliation is deeply embedded in the paradigm shift. Here we go. Russian President Vladimir Putin, on the record, is now sending an unmistakable message. Forget the Suez Canal. The way to go is a northern sea route, which the Chinese, in the framework of the Russia-China strategic partnership, call the Arctic Silk Road. Now, let me stop right there. You can do one of two things. And this will this will define one of the Number one. This will, to use a word, tantalize you, attract you, pull you in. It will inspire you to go online, to use your phone, use your iPad, you, and just throw in Yemen, um, Ansar Allah, uh, the uh, Pepe Escobar, whatever it is. Uh, just, just start. Just start. And it builds. It's one thing great about YouTube. You have a story. And this is, oh, oh, you want to hear about the Houthis? Great, we'll do it. But here's what most people do. Nothing. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't lure you. It doesn't, it's not, it's like, well. If I held up an x-ray and I said, you see this little dot right here? You see this thing right here? You see, see this little shadow? Yeah. Here's your ribs. That's good. Here's your lung. This little thing right here. Doesn't look like much, does it? You know what it is? We're not sure what this is. But I hope it's not what I don't want it to be. Doesn't look like much. It it seems you got other big organs and big shadows. And you you barely can't even see it. That's what this is. It's like one of those things that doesn't seem like much, doesn't act like much. Uh, there's some things you can say, well, I'm going to keep an eye on that. We're going to keep an eye on that. You know, we're going to keep an eye on that. Okay, okay, fine, fine. We're going to keep an eye on that. All right, all right, all right. The world right now, if you are involved, you have to pick which of the microscopes you want to get into and look at it. And you also have to ask yourself, am I more domestic or am I foreign? Like, what is the most important? Domestic. Domestic, I can't tell you what to do. I've kind of given up on things domestically. Let me change a little bit, which is important. This is very, 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 very important. Very, very critical. But before we do that, I want you to go to my, listen to my good friends, my dear, 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 dear friends. Oh, I love this guy. You know who I'm talking about. Mike Lindell at MyPillow.com. Listen to this. All right, my friend. It's time to hail and salute our great friends at MyPillow.com. And if you use promo code Lionel, you get a free gift. No purchase necessary. I know, I know a free gift. It's a tautology, so sue me. But listen, listen carefully. What are we talking about? Giza Dream Bed Sheets, My Pillow 2.0, sheets, slippers, percales, towels, quilts, bedspreads, mattresses, mattress covers, mattress toppers, linens, kitchen towels, bathrobes, name it. Items to help you luxuriate. And relax. Think about it. And they're monster sellers right now. Listen to me. Slippers. My slippers. Think about it. What do they do with my pillow? They make things real soft and plush and comfy. How perfect. And when they apply that genius to slippers, look out. Look out. Look at the specials right now, but only if you use promo code Lionel. So go to mypillow.com slash Lionel. Solid disorder review. MyPillow.com slash Lionel or call 800-645-4965. Call right now and watch how fast Mike answers the phone. MyPillow.com, the best. Sometimes when you want to see how things are changing in society, you have to know what to look for. Just going back to that doctor analogy, he says, how are you feeling? I'm feeling a little tired. Tired, huh? Is that usually, un- is that... Yeah, I've been having a really I've had a persistent cough. Okay. What else? Well, I've had um kind of lost my appetite. Okay. 
what else? I'm going to bed earlier. Right? This is this is this is what you look at. Any kind of change in something. It is very rare for you to have some kind of a very serious disaster befall you medically when all of a sudden it just you never knew what happened. It just came out of nowhere. Normally it 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 is it is preceded by different things. Okay. As television became more and more popular during the 60s, as music, something happened, you may not remember this. Music has always been a part of this. Tommy Dorsey and Sinatra, Frank Sinatra, and even Elvis and rock and roll and Pat Boone and the Everly Brothers and all this stuff. And Patty Page and how much is a doggy in the window and lipstick on my collar and skiffle and blah, 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 blah. But it was just there. It was just, uh, you know, it was just there. He never had any popular song that talked about the end of the civilization as you knew it. There was nothing that spoke to... uh, Nothing. It was just entertaining. It was kind of it was kind of benign. It was to use the term anodyne. Okay, you understand this? Anodyne. That's the most important thing. Now, let me ask you a question. Listen to me very, very carefully. During the sixties, when you started to hear people take what was going on in the street. And applying it to music, people said, oh. And then music became the vehicle. It became the, um, became the, I guess the, for lack of a better word, the uh, forum for finding out new stuff. It was very, very important. Very, very, very critical. Okay? Very critical. Now, what also happened, which is kind of neat in a weird way, which I thought, it's that people started to pay attention. And then uh, the, the, the more dissatisfied people became with whatever, the more it, how do I say this? The more it, well, the more things change. Let me give you an example. Okay. You've got to listen to what's happening on various shows. Jason Whitlock, I think I mentioned this before. Jason Whitlock was a guy who I, I'm I'm fascinated by this. I love this because I love I love fights and I love from the days of Luella Parsons and you know Gore Vidal and others. I love I just love this. Love all this stuff. Okay. Okay. So to make a long story short, I noticed that for some reason this guy Stephen A. Smith, who was so full Oh, shite. It's not even funny. He is a bombast. He is cretinous. He can barely speak English sometimes. That's another thing, too. I don't understand how so many people can barely speak English. It's the damnedest thing I've ever seen. I told you there's a fellow on Fox News who doesn't pluralize words, mispronounces. I mean, not when, when I talk in an accent where somebody comes forward and says, the problem with our government, like John Kennedy has an accent, but if you, if you did a transcription of what he said, it would be perfect. That's the test. But if you have somebody who said, the attorney general of the United States, this is what you would read, he's, he's cretinous. Nobody seems to care. Okay. So Stephen Smith was this ESPN. I never watch him. He's full of shite to the point where he's septic. Fine. Whatever. He's a bombast. Creighton. Fine. Okay. So he writes this book and he claims a lot of kind of tall order stuff about how when he was in school or college, they recruited. Anyway. So here comes Jason Whitlock. Jason Whitlock called a, a, kind of a conservative type. I think he's on the blaze now. Or something. I don't, I really don't know that much about him, but he takes him to task. He basically says, you're lying. This never happened. This never happened. And Stephen A. A. Smith, Stephen A. Smith, make sure you don't get confused with Stephen B. or C. Stephen A. Smith goes 
berserk. And there's something which is so interesting. Whitlock says, and I love this. He says, he's acting like a woman. (laughs) I thought, wow. I mean, I'm paraphrasing. He says, he's losing his mind. Men don't act like this. And he's basically intimating you do the math. To which Stephen Smith goes berserk off the chain. He can't, he can't even, he can't see straight. It's the greatest thing in the world. But here's the most important part. And this is why it's important. Because other than that, I don't, I don't care about ESPN or whatever it is. That's not what's happening. What's happening is that Whitlock says he was, and this is important, he was basically installed. Now, that's the second or third time before, and he makes reference to Cat Williams. Now, when I told people, I said, are you familiar with Cat Williams? No. I said, do you understand what Cat Williams is talking about? No. Because as I've told you, people look at Cat Williams and go, oh, another dreadlocked, gold tooth, into, oh, he's smart. But they look at the whole rap world as some kind of a subterranean, not really a legitimate, it's a rap world. Just let them be. No. It's not racism, it's a classism. People, people have never thought that rappers are, you know, remember the old days, Marvin Gaye, Tammy Terrell, Sam Cooke, now it's old, dirty, miserable, fitty, two shoes, little gnat, whatever. Fine. I don't care. But what they're missing is they keep talking about the chosen. At the chosen reservoir, the chosen, the installed, the special, the appointed, the anointed. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? Listen to what he's saying. There's a there's this guy, Lil Nas too, and he does this thing where he puts he, he's on a cross and he he basically mimics he's on the cross, and he probably thinks why why is there all this? I mean, if if he had somebody tell him, it would say, listen, since Serrano's piss Christ, since the dung picture that that Rudy Giuliani wanted to shut down because this was a bit speaking of cretinous there was a I think it was a Brooklyn Academy uh, a Brooklyn uh, museum there was a, a there was a um, an African or a picture of the Madonna and they used dung actual either either depicted dung or actual dung and it was was done or dung in a way that he 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 looked at it and he said, "This is this is terrible. This is this is sacrilegious." When the African said, "No, in Africa, this is fertility fertilizer." They don't make the connection. He's, he's not trying to anyway. But they've always done this. I told you, Piscra, last temptation of Christ, um, the uh, you know the Passion of the Christ, or Good Friday the Thirteenth, whatever. But what did little now say? He references Cat Williams. They're trying to take me out because I'm not following the rules. Who are they? The usual suspects. If you want to see, look at them go after Aaron Rodgers. Why? Because Aaron Rodgers called into question the efficacy of COVID vaccines. or va- I mean, you can't believe it. And they are Stephen Smith. Let me put it to you this way. It works like this. Call in the usual suspects. I'm going to give you a hypothetical. I'm not saying this happened. But it could. I wouldn't be surprised if it did happen, right? This is merely an explanation. Steve Arino, sit down, little Stephen. Okay. How do you like your gig? How much are you doing well? ESPN? Good, good, good. Uh, What do I think of your sports coverage? I don't care. This is what we want you to say about COVID. You're going to go after these four people and you're going to attack them. You're going to say they don't trust the science. They're dangerous. By the way, we watch Jimmy Kimmel. He's another one of ours. And Colbert and others. They, we buy them. They, we own them. 
We own them. They're not there because of their talent. I mean, they've got some minimal talent. They're there to do what we want. They are installed to use Jason Whitlock's. And I'm giving an idea. Whatever it is, DEI, anti-Trump, whatever it is. But COVID, uh, that was that was a that was a beta test. That was an experiment in many respects to find out how people would react. Kimmel sold out. Kimmel lost his mind when he's called out. Now, the next thing that Aaron Rodgers should do, the next thing that uh, Whitlock should do, what really gets them is not talk about their whatever. And by the way, it was alleged that Aaron Rodgers may have maybe intimated that somehow Kimmel was involved with Epstein. It never happened. He never said it. That's not it. But here's what makes them crazy. You're a sellout. You're a pawn. You came about being this kind of a revolutionary type. Remember the man show? Dear God. I don't know. Did, did Kim do... I don't want to talk about blackface because that's a weird thing. I think he did... Uh, Yep, Jimmy Kimmel apologizes for wearing blackface. First of all, I hate that. I think it was during the man show, whatever it was. We need somebody to say, I'm not going to apologize because I thought it was funny. I'm not going to apologize for something I never intended for anybody. I never intended for anybody to to think that uh, this is about black people. It's about a person who was black and I wanted to look like that black person. I'm not going to apologize. I didn't do anything wrong. You know this guy Fred Armisen? He used to do a he used to do an imitation of David Patterson, who's blind. He was a former lieutenant governor and then governor of of, uh, of uh, New York, and he did the scene where he walked. I don't know if they, if they did any kind of makeup on him, but he kind of came out and he did this kind of blind thing there. And so, aside from that, nobody got on him because he's chosen. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. did, I think, one of the most brilliant things in Tropic Thunder. If it had been any place else, anybody else. Can you imagine if uh, Kid Rock did that? Or they would have killed him. Why? He's chosen. He's one of us. He does things for like, you know, energy, this and whatever. Very talented. Exceedingly talented. But a member of it, but but part of the crew, not installed because I think he was there because of his talent. But he's he's the chosen. Barbara Streisand chosen, blessed. She's part of the team. Go out and say it. Tom Hanks. Go back and please watch. Please watch. Um. And this is the most. This is this is the most. Important thing ever. I can't say this enough. There's a... I don't know which one it was. But there was a... Let me see. There was one in particular. Hang on one second. Well, there was a Ricky Gervais. Remember the Golden Globes? I think they did Tina Fey or whatever. And then Ricky Gervais came along. And absolutely, and by the way, he, he th- th- this must have been approved, had it been approved, basically said, I can't believe all you people here. He made pedophile jokes. He made references to Leonardo DiCaprio and his girlfriend. All of you said, well, this is your buddy. You like Epstein. He talked, and there's Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, they cut to him and he said, I'm a robot. Excuse me. He absolutely got it right. So let me stop right there. Ricky Gervais said it. Cat Williams said it. Aaron Rodgers said it. I mean, not Epstein per se, but it's all there. Do you see what's happening? It's that little, whatever that, not kachingo, whatever that thing is called, where you pull the, it's just one little, it's going to fall down. 2024 is going to be the year. 2024 is it? You are going to see the elevation, the apothe- the apotheosis. Uh, 
regarding Israel, Norman Finkelstein was D.B. Cooper. He was like, whatever happened to, does anybody ever find him? Whatever. He was gone, dead, through, finished, done. He and Epstein, I mean, not Epstein, he and uh, <laughs> Dershowitz got into a pissy match about plagiarism. I mean, and you never, you just never saw him again. I thought, damn, that's over with now. It's over. And I don't know why. I, I, there, there's nothing that happens. Do, do you folks remember, if you're old enough, uh, w- there was a time when people wore bell bottoms, flared tr- bell bottoms. And then one day bell bottoms were gone. Now you wear je- you know, boot jeans. Your jeans are like this. In the old days, they were out to here. One day, I don't know if it was a Tuesday or Wednesday, somebody said, that's it. There was no official memo. Nobody said, that's it for bell bottoms. Same thing for disco. One day, it's so interesting. Here is um, Dershowitz pissing everybody off, going on all these conservative shows. Basically, I'm everybody. I'm telling my, he's 85 years old. You know, by the way, isn't that great? He's 85, still quick. He's older than Biden, who's walking around yelling, who ordered the veal cutlet? This guy doesn't know where he is. So anyway, one day they said, that's enough. And I think it had to do with Epstein, even though it had nothing to do with Epstein. He, he was merely a lawyer, but he, he but he was there long enough where the funk, even from just standing around him, he's gone. Israel, everything changed. There was this something that happened October the 7th. In the old days, it would have gone like this. Hamas attacks. Israel goes in. They have the right to defend themselves. Only democracy in the Middle East. Hamas is a terrorist organization. Hamas has been a terrorist organization. And that's the way it goes. And and uh, the people of Gaza, hey, look, you voted for this. Hey, hey, you voted for them. This is your thing. This is what you get. You know, and if and if you would do something about this, because Hamas is using basically the pipes or whatever, not to not for irrigation, not for plumbing, but for t- tunnel. Okay, fine. That didn't work anymore. After October 7th, they go, now. What do you mean? No. What do you mean, no? No, it doesn't work anymore. Well, what about October 7th? Yeah, that was terrible. But let's talk about the Palestinians. What? This is apartheid. This is you know, genocide. This is whatever. Wait a minute, what? What happened? October the 7th. What was so? To be honest with you, most Americans have no idea... Israel was pretty brutal in the past, but it was just like, I don't know, we just, we, all of us said, well, look, that's that's the way it is. It's kind of like the Houthis, whatever, Israel, that's their thing, better over there than here. And of course, the the uh, conservatives just immediately, it's like, here's your, here's your book, okay? I want to be a conservative. You want to be on you know, 1980s Reagan, Fox News, Roger Ailes now? Okay, here we go. Here's your book. Open it up. Flag. Got it. Flag lapel pin, got it. Ronald Reagan, cry when you say his name. Less government, taxes, uh, school choice, charter schools, crime, pro-life. Got it? Okay, that's it. And uh, wars, you love wars. Republicans, conservatives love war. Any war we're in, we love it. We love it. Neocons over here. The left used to be the opposite of that. <laughs> anti-family, anti whatever option say that. But um, uh, anti-war, no war, no war. Well, what happened? Rachel Maddow sounds like John McCain. She said we're gonna go in. They wanted to bomb Syria. Christopher Hitchens was actually. Remember him? He he was he he was Saddam Hussein. It's like, what the hell is going on here? It's over with. The world did this. It became the United States and then East Coast and West Coast. And then all of a sudden, this came in. And this outweighed this. And this says, Israel, uh-uh. Now, if you notice, I'm telling you the way it is. Call it realism, Alamir Shamer. I'm telling you the way it is. I'm not telling you who's right, who's wrong. I'm telling you the way it is. Do you know how many times they said, eh, the International Court of Justice, eh, bullshit. 
Oh, shit. Go ahead. Hey, hey, file this. Prosecute this. I got your indictment right here. What are you talking? Get the hell out of here. Stupid. And we're not in the signatory. And even if we are, go screw yourself. All right? Not anymore. A change. What happened? I don't know. It's over. It's changed. And and Blinken, Blinken is wondering, what do I do? He has not a clue. Biden is saying, look, he's making a deal with the shadow government. My boy's got to get do, do you know there was an article? Read this. It was, it was an opinion piece in The Hill that said, it actually said that, I, I still can't believe this. It said that Hunter Biden is so selfish, he's going to actually keep his father from being reelected because of his activity. They actually thought that that's going to be the reason they're trying to craft the movement of Biden out. As I've been telling you, it's going to be Gavin Newsom. Everything's changed. Who was the number? Who was the most important journalist right now? Right now, we got Max Blumenthal, Aaron Monte, but Max Blumenthal, number one. Finkelstein, dear God, all of a sudden, what is this? What is going on here? People who are hacks finally. Bill Maher, hack. Bill Maher will make any deal with you. Listen, my career is, what do you want? You want me to be a lefty? I'll be a lefty. Who's in charge? Who, I'll be on the right? Okay, right, fine. I'll do whatever you want. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Look at this. Edie says, is there any even any residual society left in Yemen? Yes. And let me tell you something, Edie. By the way, thank you for that. Do you know what their thing is? Their 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 focus is that they are absolutely spiritually linked and tethered to the cause of the Palestinians. They feel like they're being called called to defend them and to go against Israel. This is this is I mean th- this is now let me tell you something. We change something a little bit. Hamas is nothing. Hamas is, I don't know, they're okay. Houthis, they can do more with a drone than you could ever imagine. There's this thing called the Hab, um, I can't even remember the name, this, that little strait that prevents you from where the Red Sea, that's it. They can take you, I don't care what carrier support group, doesn't matter. They'll take it out. You don't want to see Hezbollah. You don't want to see that one. Also, let me tell you something. They are, it is scaring me how calm they are. They're not reacting. They're not reacting. They don't scream. They don't yell. I mean, the people in the street might be. Oh, Edie, this is huge. This is huge. Huge. Another thing, too, is... um. But let me go back to what I was kind of saying before. All of this here, it, it's changed. They don't know what to do. They're, they're, Jimmy Kimmel now is saying, what do I do? And they're, they're doubling down. They're going after Aaron Rodgers like you can't believe. Which, what does he do for us? They're arguing COVID. Nobody... People are different now, but you dare bring up a vaccine again, dare bring up COVID or dare bring up a mask and people will go nuts. And Jimmy Kimmel still arguing that? Still arguing that? Fauci, did you hear this? Fauci goes, why do you think they told Fauci? Fauci could have just taken the fifth and said, I'm not going to answer it. Because Fauci says, okay, you're right. The sixth thing, the six, I know the six foot rules are bullshit. I know that. I'm sorry. I, they've retreated on that. They've retreated. I don't know what's going to come back. They're not going to go away completely. But do you see what's happening? Everything's different. 2024 is going to be the greatest year. You're not going to believe what's happening. Alex Jones is back. Elon Musk. Say what you want about him. He just revitalized everything. He gave people the spirit. And other social media platforms have benefited tremendously. I am proud to tell you that I don't know what, a couple of years ago, and I don't know, I don't, I'm not going to mention what, but 
the quality, the variety, the diversity on on YouTube is second to none. You want to hear anything that's going on regarding Israel or the Houthis or Yemen or any anything, anything, pro, con, whatever, YouTube is the way to go. This is the way I think, oh my God. Something's it's it's changed for the better. So get happy. Research. Focus. Don't sit back and expect me or anybody to tell you anything. Your job is to be actively involved in your own particular um, uh, inspections and and the like and whatever. <laughs> whatever. Now, a couple of things, dear friends. Where's my stuff? Hang on a minute. Hang on. There we go. 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 Now, first and foremost, stand by for a second. First and foremost, um, 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 yes, yes. Right now, you have been so terrific. Mrs. L, I love her like I love breathing. This is her to sign up right here. And, it, and by the way, if you're listening to it, it's Lens Warriors on YouTube. But this is the link. You click on this link and it will be it'll be the most perfect thing for you. In addition, watch what's happening. Read her Lens Warrior site about kids. Kids, onset of puberty, even earlier. Menarche. Ladies, why are little girls having their periods earlier? Why are they becoming pubescent earlier? Why is there an acceleration? Men, it's a little harder to maybe see, whatever. But ladies, why do you think that is? Do you see any problem with women, again, becoming, getting their periods, menstruating? That's another word, like Wednesday, menstruating. Do you see any problem with that? Anybody? Do you? You think eight years old is too early to have a period? To be fertile, eight years old? People are saying, I see a grown woman at 16. Intellectually, intellectually, no. Spiritually, no. Emotionally, no. They're they're not, oh, no, no. When you see, somebody mentioned the hips. When you see, there are some people, I'm telling you, you can look at something and you, and this, this is, this is, you can look at some women or girls, you can say, that is fertile, fecund. I sound like a, like a, like a breeder or something, but you know what I'm talking about. There are people who just have this, okay? And for me to see it, remember, in the back of everything is an atavistic design where people, where perpetuation of the species is something that's always, always there, okay? So if you're looking at this, look at what's happening for now there were there were always some girls who grew a little more, whatever it was. We are seeing something here that is it is horrible. Not only are we seeing how about recombinant DNA, uh growth hormones. Let me tell you one thing, Ryan. I'm giving an example of something. Uh do you know what one of the big deals was that uh Colin Campbell had about dairy? Because he was a dairy farmer. And what some of the some of the plant-based people have against dairy. Let me tell you their argument. They're saying that uh, humans should never be drinking the milk of another species. And listen to this. According to Michael Greger, did you know that uh, that the, the that people think that uh, the milk, mother's milk, which is just a monster, this is God. Everything from... Um, you know, uh, oxytocin and mood and contraction of the uterus. I mean, it's the most incredible thing anybody's ever seen. But do you know that people say, well, you know what's the fat element because babies need fat. Do you know there, there's a higher fat content, listen to this, in rat milk? Milk, mammary milk from a rat is greater in fat content. Because some people, just, they just make this stuff up because they, they think it's whatever it is. But the idea about milk, they said, is that casein is this thing that says we want 
cows to grow fast. They're big. They need a lot of work. You don't want some, you don't want uh, your little calf to put on an ounce here. You want them to grow. And whenever you have anything, it is posited by Colin Campbell and others that encourages growth, you may have problems. That's why men, remember years ago, they go, low T, if you have low T, take this. They go, whoa, 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 wait a minute, hold it. What are you doing? Oh, it's human growth hormone. Uh-uh, not for me. I'm for, oh, check this thing out. Again, you're taking something that's artificially, what if there's some dormant tumor just laying around there? Some mild prostate comes like, I'm not going to turn into anything. And all of a sudden, hey, what's this? I think he's taking human growth hormone. I think, I, think, I, think he's, I think he's doing this testosterone stuff. Jesus. You can't mess around with this stuff. If I'm giving chickens, anybody here a farmer? You're not supposed to have a chicken that looks like a turkey. And what are you doing? You're giving them these, these basically steroids and hormones. Come on. But there's other things as well. Anything that affects childbirth, according to the rules I read before, is considered genocide. Think about that. And the enemy does not necessarily mean from elsewhere. I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you so much, dear friends. Thank you immensely. Edie Crowley, you are a doll and a delight. All right, my friends, we'll see you tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And until then, you have a wonderful and a great and a glorious day. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. Don't forget, Cutting Room. Don't forget, my friends, Cutting Room. I'm going to be there February the 3rd. Tickets available. Hurry up. Operators are standing by. Se habla español. All right. And uh, void were prohibited. And um, any similarities between people who actually exist. Anyway. Have a great day. We love you. See you tonight at uh, 7. And don't forget the monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue you. Dead, dead.